Hey, welcome to the Inspired Way podcast. I am your host, Tim Douglas. And if you're wondering what the heck is the Inspired Way, well, let me just tell you real quick. There's a few things that we can learn by watching cow and buffalo and how they face their storms. The cow will see the storm coming. They will turn the opposite direction away from going the same direction as the storm, trying to get away from the storm as fast as they can, run into the beautiful blue sunshine out in front of them, dark clouds behind them. However, the storm always catches them, which increases the amount of time, stress, frustration that they have to deal with that storm because now they're running in the storm and with the storm. The buffalo, on the other hand, sees the exact same storm coming. They turn towards that big old dark cloud and they face the storm. They run into the storm. And by doing so, the storm passes over the top of them going the opposite direction, decreasing the amount of time, stress, frustration, and pain that they have to deal with that exact same storm. And I know that is so true in my life. I've seen that play out time and time and time again or when I try to avoid some things it always costs either myself or others frustration stress and pain so I wonder are you facing your storms today or are you running from them this podcast is all about facing those storms thank you for being the buffalo we need more buffaloes more people facing the storms in their lives today thank you so much for tuning in Welcome to the Inspired Way Podcast. This show is designed to inspire and empower you to face the daily storms of life with passion, strength, and courage. We believe that we can be transformed by the testing of these storms, growing stronger, not wavering in our faith, and a knowing that our endurance will be strengthened. And when it is all said and done, we'll be perfect and complete, body, soul, and spirit. For we seek to control the controllables and nothing more. Our goal with this show and company is to keep a posture of learning by renewing our minds daily and taking action on what we have learned so that when the storms of life come our way, we are ready to face the storm. We we, we, we are ready to face the storm. Hey, my friends, welcome back to another great episode of the Inspired Way podcast. I am your host, Tim Douglas, and I am so glad for this episode. Man, I was super excited to land this guest. I saw him for the first time in San Diego at Brendan Burchard's event, Influencer. It was his inaugural event in San Diego, October 2019. And this gentleman come out and was on fire, really rocked the stage. And I'm like, man, this is the guy I want to follow for a while now. So started following him, really uh, digged his work a lot. So this gentleman is no other than Anthony Trucks. If you've never heard of him, Anthony is amazing. Anthony has been a, a former, he was an athlete all of his life. Um, faced some crazy storms, like even just his childhood. Um, Anthony is a as a black man, a black individual who was raised by a white family, adopted by a white family. And so, you know, you can imagine there were some challenges there, but really he was an athlete, got into um, the NFL. You can imagine the challenges there of just sustaining a career in the NFL. But then when it's time to, to leave due to injury, whatever, he then had... Uh, to go into something, find a new identity. And he talks about that. And that has become his mantra. That has become his new um, message, which is shift. And shifting his identity from an NFL player to this here. And then he struggled with his identity as a gym owner. Then he had to shift his identity into something else. And so he, he really helps people shift their identity to who they are created to be. While we talk about so many different things, we talk about getting clarity, uh, GP, Yes. And one of the favorite things that I love about this episode is the dogs in the pen. 
And I'll just leave it at that right now. But listen for the dogs in the pen uh, metaphor that he drops on us because it is so good. So good. But you're definitely going to want to go back and check out his his work. Uh, Anthony has a podcast called The Shift Podcast. He, he also has a, a podcast every single day. You can go to shiftstarterdaily.com and uh, he's just an amazing dude. I, I love uh, what he's doing, everything that he's doing. And so without further ado, let's just dive right on into this conversation with Anthony Trucks. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. Hey, man. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Listeners, it's so uh, great to have you back and so awesome to have our guest today, Anthony Trucks in the house. And um, if you are listening for the first time uh, or you, you're a longtime listener of Anthony Trucks, welcome. It's the first time hearing this podcast, The Inspired Way, and you're wondering what the heck is The Inspired Way all about. And it is really uh, the, the foundation of this podcast is the lessons that we can learn by watching a cow and a buffalo and how they face the storms of life or how they face their storms, really, and it's how we face ours. And so the cow, uh, if you're not familiar with that story, the cow actually will see a storm coming, will turn the opposite direction, trying to avoid the storm at all costs. And by doing so, it's now trying to run away and the storm catches them every single time and they're running with the storm, which increases the amount of time, stress, frustration, and pain that they have to deal with that storm. The buffalo, on the other hand, sees the exact same storm, faces the storm, runs into the storm, and by doing so, the storm passes over the top of them, and it decreases the amount of time, stress, frustration, and pain that they have to deal with the exact same storm. And man, Anthony, we have been in some storms this year. This storm has been kind of crazy as it hit us all. Uh, we all live in different states, uh, so different states have cracked yeah. down and done some different things, but this whole storm of COVID has really taken off. But before we dive into that, I'd love for you to tell the listeners who aren't familiar with you, a little bit about your background, your history, and yeah. how we got to where you are today. Definitely, man. Solid, solid Buffalo story. I see the Buffalo in the background, too. I don't know if anybody can see the Buffalo, but that's cool. I get it. I get it. Yes. Reminds me. Buffaloes remind me of the movie North. Was it North? or uh, No, Radio Flyer. Remember Radio Flyer? Yeah. Anyways, it came into my head. So me, Anthony, I am, I'm a husband, I'm a man of God, I'm a father. Uh, not in that order, but that, that's that's a collection of who I am as a human. Uh, you know, and the world that I work in is uh, I pretty much teach people how to uh, how to navigate the uh, the ups and downs of life in a different way than most by using identity as a tool to achieve their dreams. And so it's it's one of those things where it sounds heavy, like, oh, identity. It is. It's all part of us. There's a lot of thoughts going into it. Essentially, my role is I teach you how to, how to pretty much clearly um, plan amazingly, because most people don't plan very well, how to execute very powerfully in the moments of, I don't want to do it, and how mm -hmm. to stay disgustingly consistent and disciplined. These are all things I learned from football, NFL life of, you know, we had to have a plan. We had to go into every game with a plan and a strategy and a world-class level, played in the NFL, so I kind of had to have that. Then how to execute in the face of pain and fear and possible failure every single play. And then how to be disgustingly consistent behind the scenes so I could wear people down in the game, right? And so the game of life is an opposition, but if I'm behind the scenes consistent, it all runs. And then you win games and championships, right? So this all came to be, uh, I guess, the identity concept. I had a massive crisis when football ended, but that wasn't my first kind of bout with identity. I was given away at three uh, into foster care, dealt with a really tough system in the foster care system. Uh, you ended up getting you know, adopted not until eight years later. So 11 years later, age of 14. Wow. I spent eight years before being adopted into the family. In my current 
immigrant family, which is a very poor, all white family. I'm a black man and I had a really weird diversity issue. So identity has always been this thing of like, who am I? You know, my mom got sick at a young age when I was in, in high school. I tried football for the first time, was horrible at it, then got better, ended up going off to a college on a scholarship. And, uh, and I'm, I'm skipping a lot of the hard craziness because there's just too much of it to totally be honest. 20 years old, had a son in college, which is not the thing that I recommend anybody do. I met my real dad at 21, my first collegiate start on national television, got a game ball, which is actually a game ball in my office right here. Nice. My first game ball ever. And I got to meet him, man. It was a cool experience. Uh, fast forward a couple of years, I got to play in the NFL. The NFL was a great, uh, a great called incubator of the world because now you're playing at this level where no one really wants you to be there, but you're there. You're fighting for something that nobody else really wants you to get. They want you to be good in the team, but you got to fight for it because there's guys trying to take you down left and right. You understand what it means to be on the stage, like the stage, the high level. And you also get to understand what why you should be humble. You see certain guys rise and fall and you're around dudes. You see, you know, you know that stink and they're dirty in the locker room, but people want to get their autographs and be around them. It's like these, you see the incongruencies of humanity. And oh, so yeah. you're like, you know what? I see the world differently. And I came out of that now, you know, and I, I tore my shoulder playing against the Eagles in 2008 with the Pittsburgh Steelers, came home, opened the gym because I wanted to figure out like what I could do to give back to the world. My degrees in kinesiology and man, life broke. Broke my, my marriage fell apart, broke my marriage, wasn't a good dad. Uh, football's gone. The gym sucks. I'm out of shape. Like everything that made me me was gone. Went to a really dark, dark bottom, man. And uh, had to struggle with who the hell is Anthony without football? Who am I Period. I didn't know this guy. I didn't like this guy. So I didn't spend much time with him. My mom passed away in 2014 from MS. I was in the room, like holding her hand and it gave me this weird wake up moment of like, I got to do something better with my life. Cause I was in a dark, dark fog. Like I, you know, hanging out, doing the party and stuff. Cause you know, and I had three kids at this time. It just wasn't a good life, man. And I woke up a little bit, but not really fully until 2016 when I realized I hate this guy. Like looked, looked at myself in the mirror and didn't recognize a human that I respected. I would never want my daughter to be with a guy like me. I would never want my sons to be like me. My mom would not be you know, proud of me and my God wouldn't let me into heaven. And so I snapped out of it and ended up somehow on a lot of weird turns of events, which created the, the business I have now. I call the shift method. I, I learned how to be able to fix the life. So I, my marriage is now back after three years divorce. We're four, almost five years deep in a strong, amazing God-centered marriage. My kids are happy and healthy and living amazing lives. My business is thriving. I'm in good shape, as good a shape as I can for COVID, we'll call it. Yeah, yeah. And I found that there are a lot of things that football could have never gave to me that I I have now that I am glad that I, I left that career. Like I am, there's parts of me that are so thankful that I did get hurt in an odd way to be able to progress into what I do now. And my big thing, man, is I'm, I'm trying to do what my mom did for me for the rest of the world. She she unconditionally loved a foster kid who statistically, any prison in America, 75% of the inmates are like me. If you go to the homeless population, 50 plus percent have lived you know in foster care like I have and less than 1% of us graduate from college. And then on top of that, you have you know the, the NFL, which is a small percentage of humanity. Yeah. In my first business, the gym business, I sold it. I sold it in 2018. So to make it after a decade, a business and sell like that's a small percentage. And all of it is because this woman unconditionally loved me so I could reach a higher tier of potential in my life. And so I realized if I'm going to pass this woman's message and her her heart on it, it can happen through the work I do by one, making sense of the crazy of my life and then putting it out into the world in a way that other people can be unconditionally loved by me to reach a higher tier of potential. And I do that through the studies and of my life and science of where I did 
identity ties in and how it becomes actionable through our planning, execution, and consistency. Wow. Wow. Man, a, a life uh, riddled with storms, but I love the fact that you continue to persevere through every single situation, right? Um, not easy, obviously not easy, but um, some of the things that I kept hearing, obviously, in your platform and where you are today is this identity thing. And I would love, I would love the opportunity to shift a few people today um, yeah. in our conversation to shift them from being the cow. You know, maybe they've um, not faced uh, situations very well in their life. You know, maybe they're in the midst of one right now. Um, you know, this whole year has been uh, crazy for all of us. Um, and some people might be facing some identity crisis, you know, lost their job, um, kind of to your point, right? You, you, you lose your career, uh, this dream that you've always had to play in the NFL and then lose that, go to, uh, you know, find, you know, the gym, you know, thinking, hey, it might be here. Yeah. Um, and yet, um, you know, so many other things, uh, you know, happen from that. So, man, and people today facing a storm, and you you mentioned it uh, on one of your IGs, and then you you mentioned it a little bit here just a moment ago, and that is um, planning. And it's, it's funny because I just made a post uh, earlier about um, standing firm or standing tall and standing firm, and that is by the reason why we can do that is because of confidence, and we come have confidence because we've done the right plan and, and we prepared well. Yeah. So if someone's looking at that, they're 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 in they hear this and they're in a struggle right now of identity or they're in some sort of storm of, of whatever it may be yeah. for them, what are some of the best things that they can do to start planning and preparing for something different that they don't know yet? Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great question. I think there's a lot that, that I do in this exact area, which is beautiful. So this is the majority of the work I do, right? It, I, I, like, I have to tell people the concept of, of shifting their identity. And it's a very interesting one to conceptually grasp and even harder to understand how do you do it? Hmm. And you do it through what you do. You've heard it before. I am what I consistently do, right? So how do we get to the point of having that be the consistently, you know, the consistency you want for your life? It's the identity piece. It takes time to get there, but you got to backtrack. You got to say, okay, what am I doing consistently? Based on that, what is, you know, fueling the actions and then the kind of big execution piece yes. before that? Before I even get to that, I got to have a plan. So if you want to go to grandma's house, I, I got I to know the starting point, the end point, and then I can chart the path and then I have the GPS there. That's what will get me started in the first place. Then if I go out into the world and I'm driving this path, and something happens, like, do I go around the detour? Do I find a new direction if something goes wrong? And then do I stay on that path? Do I stay whatever path so I can actually get to grandma's house? So the planning piece is one we go back to. And if you think about it, if, if I don't want to go to that place, I'm not plugging into the GPS. Mm, right? yeah. So the, the beginning of the planning portion is I need to get people to a place of having this this far off distant destination they really want to go to. Like the dream destination. And we hear that a lot. We hear the dream, but it's not clear for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. They don't understand what it really is. They just know that and a lot of it's like, I just don't want to be here. I don't know where I want to be exactly. I just don't want to be right. here. Exactly. So we don't clarify it. So if I don't, if I don't know clearly where I'm going, I'm not going. Like no one's going to get in the ship of a captain. He's like, hey, beautiful ship. It's amazing. Hey, Cap, where are you going? I don't know. You know, I'm not getting on that boat, bro. Like it's not going to happen. So I got to know where I'm going. Once I have a clearer picture of that, actual destination, what it looks like to succeed. Because I hear people say, I want to, I want to impact people's lives. What does that look like to you? Mm, like what, yeah. Well, I'm going to go, I want to, I want to share my story. Okay. What does that look like? Are you sharing it on a podcast? Are you sharing it on a stage? Are you sharing it in social? Who are you sharing it with? What's the story? What's the message? What actually does it needs to be said that land with them? Are you talking about your relationship? Are you talking about your health scares? Like, so people don't clarify. They just say, I want to help people. It's not a clear enough destination for me to get in the boat, you know? So 
Like you can say, I'm going to go to a tropical island. Cool. Which one? I mean, there's millions probably. There's, there's a ton of them that are all, you know, so where are we going? It's a big piece. Then the planning portion is unique because there's going to be something that happens at very early stages of somebody's plan being executed. If they get to the point of execution and it's an if, and if they take action, which is an if, <laughs> they have to have something that is a plan that, that has the ability for them to have hope past the first step. Because what ends up happening is we don't plan perfectly, which means we, we overestimate, we underestimate, we don't deconstruct this process. We don't infuse it into our life. We say, I'm going to work out tomorrow. I'm going to launch a podcast this week. Okay, great. What, what does that mean? When are you going to do cover art? When are you going to choose right. a demographic? When are you going to write the intro? When are you going to record the intro? When are you going to launch the first episode? How are you going to get the people in the... T- All these things ratchet up. And the next thing you know, they're in Wednesday of that week. Like, I don't know what to do. So I just, I don't do it. And I make it, I'll do it next week, right? And so it's because they did not know how to properly plan. What I've found in my journeys of coaching clients People will buy all these amazing planners with no idea how to plan. And, so good. and yeah. they wonder, yeah, they wonder why I'm not getting anywhere. Well, because you're not consistent, but you're not consistent because you haven't taken an action that you executed that gave you some hope and confidence and pride to keep pushing. And you never executed past the first step because you got disheartened because you had no idea what you were doing. And after a while, you're like, this is too stressful. And it doesn't come out like that. You feel a certain like discomfort. And what you do is you just distract yourself. You let Facebook come in. You let Netflix come in. You let the, the TV show Come, you let all this stuff fuel into your life and sure enough, you're distracted. So yeah, you can't execute. You can't be consistent. So the planning piece, what I boil down to is you got to set this, this dream that is fairly out there that feels comfortable, but it is comfort. Like I, I know mm-hmm. if I say the course, I can get there, but it's scary, right? And then I have to go and, and this is where the majority of time is taken. You must painstakingly deconstruct it and infuse it into your life in a very specific way. I have a process that I love that my clients do and it gets amazing progress, but you got to have something. And as, if you get those those little kind of like things chipped away and oh little by little now it becomes here's the cool part when you do this over time you're not a person trying to get things done you become a person who gets things done mm. there's a vast difference there yes because yeah. now here's the thing is when you're able to do all those crazy things and they're easy because it's who you are it's it's, it's like a smooth flow it gets done more often actually you find joy in doing it because people like to be in alignment you find joy doing things that are you when your alignment is I knock these things out like wow I feel good every day well somebody else sees that and goes, that's difficult. How do you do that? And guess what? They don't do those things, but you do do them. So guess who gets the success? The person who does it more consistently because there's joy behind it. And lo and behold, you see these successful people that look, that looks easy to them. It is. It's fun. It's only bothering you. It's difficult for you because it's good. Who you are yet. Yeah. Hey, my friends, I wanted to let you know that I have created a link, timdouglasinspires.com forward slash schedule now, where you can schedule a discovery call with me. If you have any questions about, you know, your life facing the storm or anything like that. You need someone just to hear where you're at and give you some, uh, maybe some direction. I'd be happy to do that. Go to timdouglasinspires.com forward slash schedule now to schedule a discovery call so we can just chat and love to help you, love to serve you and add value to you. So also this episode is sponsored by Naked Warrior Recovery. Naked Warrior Recovery was founded by Will Branham, who is a 26 year Navy SEAL veteran. And he discovered CBD uh, while he was with the teams, but waited until after he retired from the teams, then um, saw great benefits from it. So he said, I got to get this in the hands of other people like me who struggled and suffered through um, just life, right? And, and the storms of life. You can actually hear his podcast. Uh, I did a podcast with him just a few episodes ago. 
definitely go check that out. But this episode is sponsored by Naked Warrior Recovery. Check them out. They're awesome. Will's been gracious enough to give us a code. It is Buffalo 20. That'll give you 20% off your entire purchase. So go check Naked Warrior out today. That is at nw-recovery.com. That's so good. And, and you you hit on so many great things there. Like number one for me is always, and you hit on it, you, is clarity, right? Um, our uh, our buddy, uh, Brendan Bouchard always says you need clarity in four areas, right? Uh, self, social skills, and your service to the world. Yep. And, you know, once you get clarity on that, now we can actually start to put some things together and, and put a plan together. Um, you said GPS multiple times. When I hear GPS, I always uh, uh, coach this as well as uh, GPS is goals, priorities, and strategies. Yeah. So if you have a goal, what are the priorities to achieve that goal? But now what are the strategies that yeah. you need to make uh-huh. those priorities happen? I agree. I, um, I made a planner. It's called the, I actually hold it here. It's like I made a GPS planner. It's literally. Oh, it's sweet. My, mine's goal plan starts. So same kind of thing, right? Goal yeah. Plan, or like here's my goal. What's the plan? And how do I start? When do I start the thinking thing? Yeah. When start, and, and to that is like, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Parkinson's rule where uh-huh. um, basically it's uh, the time. And so for the listeners, it's you start asking yourself, like, if I haven't done something yet. I planned on doing this, but I haven't done it yet. And I, I, you know, it just keeps getting pushed off, pushed off, pushed off. And Parkinson's rule is your task or your ability will stretch to the limit that you set it out to, you know, yeah. the time frame that you give it. So mm-hmm. if you give it two months, your ability or your task will stretch to two months. If you give yourself oh, yeah. two hours to get it done, your ability will rise up to get it done in two hours. I've heard it before. It's it's pretty much, you will fill the space of the box you were given. To give yourself a smaller box, you'll fill it up the way it needs to be filled up. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I actually live that way in my life. I look at my hours of my schedule because I plan it specifically in there. I do that to myself a lot. I'm like, how many hours would that take? And I'm like, two. I'm like, why would it take two? I break it down into minutes. I have a mm-hmm. podcast every day we launch. It takes eight minutes to, for the podcast to go. And I realize that between, like if I had the topics and I've planned five minutes before, I can get five, eight minute podcasts done, edited, loaded, everything within an hour and a half. But if I told you, hey, you got you got five podcasts, most people would go like, I'm going to give myself a half an hour to get each one done. I'm going to give myself two and a half hours and I edit it and I got to load up and give three hours, right. four hours, right? No, no, no. An hour and a half and I'm on to the next part of my day and I got the whole week's podcast and they're banging podcasts recorded. But that's that box thing. I was like, no, what can yeah. I, how much time do I really need? So I'll literally go intro, starts, hit record, uh, the thing done. And, and there's a minute of the intro and a minute of the outro pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. So I just hit record, let it ride. And I'm looking at notes, thinking, and think, okay, cool. I start talking at the end of it. I hit the, the outro. And as that minute of the outro, I'm reading the next piece. What am I doing next? Okay, boom. I literally go record, turn it off, record intro. I'm right back to it. I'm banging. So when wow. I get them all, you got five and I get 40 minutes. 40 minutes, mm-hmm. I got five podcasts done. And then it takes a couple of minutes to load them on my computer, put them where my team needs to get them, put them on Airtable. And then I do it under an hour and a half, I got five. But most people, I tell you, hey, record five podcasts in an hour and load them and have them scheduled in an hour and a half. It'd be mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. But they don't yeah. have the boxes. And the, and the podcast he's referring to is uh, shiftstarterdaily.com, right? That's where they can find yeah, it. That's the one, man. That's, awesome. my, that's my new fun little piece I'm having fun sharing. But I say, I talk about that because it's a matter of the box you give yourself. Because yeah. if you understand how to eliminate the, the typical excuses your brain will make, you start making those shifts. Or the first question you ask is how can people make those shifts? Mm-hmm. The first shift happens internally so you can make things happen externally. And yes, some of it's confidence and self-esteem. I'm telling you, the beginning of it is being very like realistic with how much time does that genuinely take? Mm-hmm. Not how much time do I take? Because who you are right now right. will take too much time. 
how much so time, good. How much time does it take? And when you really get down, like, oh, eight minutes. I mean, I could back to back to back those. I got a minute in the beginning and the minute of the end where I can, I'm not talking, it's pre-recorded. Take my note, let's go to work. And I talk. And those are little things that I can find nuggets. And here's same Kobe Bryant concept. When everybody else has taken three or four hours to get that done, I'm doing it an hour and a half. I'm already on to the next thing. So you got one of these things done and I got three. Yeah. By the end of the year, you have one year's worth of work. I got three years on you consistently. Mm. The gap keeps opening. You can't catch up. So good. Yeah. So um, shifting gears just slightly, what... You know, as, as you start to, you know, these shifts in your life and things start to happen and um, you're, you know, doing a lot of amazing things now, but as you start to put yourself out there in different ways or maybe even just life happens and stuff, um, what, what scares Anthony Trucks mm. and what drives him through the storm instead of running from the storm? Yeah. Well, I guess the first part of it is I'm not going to die. And if I do, then <laughs> I don't tend to die. There is that inherent fear to do things because it could go wrong. I'm writing a book. People may hate mm. the book. You know, I got a podcast. I mean, I have people that want to listen to it. I put videos out. People may not want to do the videos. I got coaching programs people not, might want to sign up for, right? Those are things that are genuine genuine fears that are natural because you're creating something special for the world and you don't know for sure, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I end up doing is, uh, is, is I get to the point of realizing that for me, I have to operate in that space of fear because on the backside of the fear is a thing that you personally genuinely want. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is scared of something that's different from me and it's okay because that thing is important to you. And if it wasn't important, you wouldn't be fearful of it. Like I didn't, I never went into a game not being nervous when I played in the NFL or in college because the games mattered. And when you realize that the nerves are a part of it because it's serious to you, you embrace it a little differently. Now, what genuinely scares me, this is I'm full transparency, man, is I get to this point in life where uh, I grew up in foster care in a situation where for eight years I was with the same family. And we started off really, really poor, had a bad fast. Foster dad used to beat me and my mom and a drunk and just a bad dude. And eventually, like my mom divorced him, remarried a guy. Mm. And she remarried him and life got better, man. They both went back to get their education. My dad was a pipe fitter. He's a pipe fitter still. Mom went and got her um, her GED, then became a nurse. And it, life was getting better, but I was still just the foster kid, which means mm. any given day I could be ripped out of there and put in a new house that just sucks. And it genuinely can happen. It's not like a might. It, I could, that's happened to me many times before. You come home as a car outside, your stuff packed up and you're out of there. So as life got better, it scared me because I was like, this could all be taken away. I say that to say at this point in my life, I've crossed a lot of finish lines. I've gone through some dark valleys, man. And that's why I go back and tell other people how to run this race. But like we have discussions, my wife and I now, and we're talking about, you know, we buying multiple properties just because, you know, the market's good. And, and we have conversations about investing in businesses. And my son wants to go to this nice boarding private school in a different state. It's all these things are possibilities. And it's on top of that, my family's good. My wife and I have a great marriage. Life is really good. What scares me is the fact that it could all be taken. I could mm. pass away. Somebody else can. And because of my childhood, I almost have that in my back of my head. And so what, I, what I'm fearful of genuinely is I'm fearful of that, but I'm fearful of that hindering my drive for more. That's what scares me. Yeah. Because then it freezes you, right? You, you, you get frozen, you stop, you just don't move forward. So I don't, I, I, what if I lose, do I want to get more? Because what if it goes away? And so what I actively am doing is taking action against it. I say, you know what? I believe I've lived a really good life. I'm, I'm a transparent human. I've, I've anything that's been crazy. I've outed. I've told my my story to the world about things I've done that that weren't so savory. And it's just like this is my world. This is who I am. At this point, I feel like I'm getting the blessings of being that guy. And then I, I help a ton of people anytime I can with messages and thoughts and time of mine. Right. Mm -hmm. So as I do that to the world, I realize, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to pour out so I can pour in the blessings and embrace 
against all of it. And if it's supposed to be taken, it's supposed to be taken. So my fear is of good stuff. My fear is stopping getting more good stuff. Yeah. And so it's a weird kind of process. But at the end of the day, those are things that, that are, you know, different levels of life you have to work into. This is, these are problems that I earned, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a weird thing to think of a problem, but there is such a thing as like fear of success. I'm not afraid of success in the, in the pedestal. I'm afraid of falling off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, um, you know, you, you mentioned at the beginning, uh, you know, that you're a, you're a man of faith, you're a man of God and, and I am as well. And so I always believe that the reason why I go into the storm is not because I'm, I'm super confident, not because I'm not afraid, you know, um, because sometimes storms of life or things in life situations can, can be uncertainty can be scary, but yet it's, we know who's in the storm with us, right? Mm -hmm. We know that if I fall, I know who's going to catch me. I know that when I am weak, who's going to be strong for me in the midst Mm -hmm. of that storm. And, and so for you, I, as you say that I, you know, I can just hear your faith, obviously knowing that, Hey, there are some legitimate fears that yeah. we have, you know, that you have. There's things that have ingrained so much, but it's also choosing, right, making right choices to to push forward, to to say, no, I'm going to help more people. I'm going to, you know, do it through the blessing, like you said, you know, right, to bless more people. And if I fall off, I fall off, right? Because I know um, back to the identity. It's not who I am. It's whose I am in the yeah. midst of all this. 100%. And who am I doing this for? Right. It's not for necessarily my glory. Um, and it, it's for his glory. So yeah. I love that, man. Yeah, man. It's a big piece of it. So at this point, I just kind of, uh, I'm living my life and I'm letting things ride, but I am not slowing down. It, there's, there's no part of me that wants to, but also because of the way I live my life, I think people click their heads into that. He's just grinding and missing mm-hmm. out. I'm like, you'd be surprised. I have an incredible work-life balance. At this very moment, I got a few things moving that are like we talked about beforehand, the book coming out and I'm writing that and some frameworks and some teaching and some coaching programs and my team. So right in this bubble, I'm in a little bit of a more hectic chaos than, than typical. My wife gets it because I, for the most part, 90% of the year, dude, I am really balanced. I get a ton done because of the way I plan, execute and how I stay consistent. So not only do I enter the day without stress in my heart and get a lot done, but like I have the freedom because if I plan my life, when things turn off, they turn off. And I'm with my family. And then I'm not fighting with my wife so I can go back to work full and work gets done and a good smooth tick. And it's a good synergistic flow, right? And so because of that process, I have a really good balance while I get some really cool things achieved. Mm, That is so good, man. Uh, That is something that's been coming up quite a bit lately is this work-life balance. And I think that's something that we all face, right? That's a kind of a, if we use the storm analogy, it's a storm that we all face, especially people who are striving to be, um, to, to help others, right? To put our content out there, to, to grow our brands, whatever it may be. Or maybe it is just in the workplace, you know, as, as a leader to be a better employee or whatever it may be. Um, mm-hmm. We work hard at those things and yet we come home and we've, we've spent everything over here and yet we have nothing to give in our families. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is definitely some sort of a storm right now that a lot of people are facing because of the one we just kind of came out of, right? You know, with COVID and everybody's trying to catch up. And, and I think you, <coughs> excuse me, you mentioned it on one of your IG lives is <laughs> at the end of all of this, it's going to be like a, a, a starter gun goes off. 
and everybody's just, just certain, certain people are sprinting and others are like, whoa, what the heck happened, right? Um, we can get caught up in that race, uh, yeah. so to speak, of trying to play catch up that we lose our family in the process. Definitely can. Unfortunately, we do. I think too many people do. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, I believe that it does all tie to a work planning process. Like I have, I have this process, of, and we'll talk about this, I think it'd be good, right? If that's the problem, I think it's a good time to talk about this yeah. for people. Yeah. Is if you have a lot of things in your in your head to figure out, it's kind of like, um, I call it dogs in a pen. If you were to put a bunch of animals in a pen, they're all sleeping, they can all fit there. That's our head. When all the ideas aren't being executed, they're sleeping, mm-hmm. they're good. The moment some of them wake up to start getting things done, the rest don't have space. So it's like, all right, well, I got to do something difficult with my dream, which just, it feels the same as a dog. Some dogs have to be put to sleep. Some mm-hmm. ideas need to no longer be in our head because they're taking up space that they can't, we can't hold the space for ideas to live. And some need to be, can stay asleep. Some need to be sleeping, right? Dormant. So they're not, again, taking up room. But what happens is the ideas sometimes are sleep. They wake up for a minute, eat some food and like, okay, go back to sleep, right? But the ones that are playing, we got to keep those ones running. And then once they're old enough to get out of the pen, they can go play and we can bring new dogs in. But here's a big thing. Most people won't do that. They want all the dogs to play. And what happens is then I go into a working time. Those who do choose to plan a little bit, they'll enter a planning moment, a planned moment, eight o'clock, Monday morning, I'm gonna get this done. And now what happens is because they didn't figure out the planning process of the hours, infusion, where do these things fit? Well, they have now seven ideas and seven projects in their head. They're working on one of them, Mm -hmm. but they can't be clear on one because the other six are still floating. And they're always questioning, should I do this? Should this be done? Am I doing the right? And the hour gets done and I got nothing done. And the reason we have this difficult work-life balance is you're thinking I got to get all this done. It's all on you. It's like a weight on your head. So when you go to play with your wife or hang with your kids, like or vice versa, uh, mm-hmm. now you're in a situation where like you can't take your brain away. That was my, I couldn't take my brain away. It's why my marriage fell apart. To be honest, I didn't have this, this structure. Mm-hmm. And when I put it in now, it's like, all right, I know the ideas I have. I plan it at any given time, four weeks out from this moment in time right now. I know what my life looks like. And so what I do is I take the ideas and projects and I see which ones need to be put to sleep, which ones need to be put, you know, put out to pasture, kept to sleep, we'll call it, and which ones need to come up and play. And I'll figure out which ones get infused. And then what happens is I put it into my life and I know that they're going to get done and they're planned to get done. I've got that clarity. I got that confidence you mentioned. So now when I'm working on project one for two hours, that's the only thing in my head. So what I set aside for two hours, the box becomes an hour. Mm -hmm. I got an extra hour, man. Let me peek into the next box, pull some things forward. So now all of a sudden in that hour, let's let's call it, this is genuine. In a a single given day, I can get more done than most people can get done in a week. And this this isn't kind of like an extrapolation or look at me, I'm cool. I'm dead serious. Mm -hmm. The way that I can take at this point in my life, I can get more done in a single day than most do all week, which means at the end of a year, I've got five years to year one. And all, all I did was not let all these things cloud my mind. I had a good planning process. I knew how to execute in the face of difficulty. And I needed, and the thing is, the more you do it, the more skill sets you learn so you can do things even faster. I just get faster and faster because consistency is a flywheel. Yeah. The flywheel gets spinning, man. The momentum goes, you can't stop the stinking thing. But when you got to keep starting and stopping, it's like it drains oh, yeah. your momentum. So the crazy thing is a flywheel, it takes less energy to be moving fast once you get it moving. A lot of people, that's where it leads into their relationship being horrible. Their health is horrible because they don't have that back end system. They get a bunch of information that clouds their brain and they have no idea what to do. And then now all the things you thought would help you are actually hindering you. Yeah, that is so good. Um, I, I have said that so many times that it's just, it, and it, you feel it too, right? It's that energy just, it takes so much energy just to get going. But the dogs, let me back up. The dogs in the pan, man, that is just 
just flat fire. That, that is that is so true. That is being present, not present, right? You're yeah. presently in your home, but you're not present because your mind is all on all kinds of other stuff going on. And I've got to get this done. I've got to get that done, whatever. Um, and then what you talked about, I, I don't know if you've read the book, um, The 12-Week Year, um, I but um, I read that earlier this year and I've kind of started, uh, to your point, not, not successfully, <laughs> but I've started this process of looking, breaking down my year to 12 weeks and only get it doing um, three to four goals for those 12 weeks, not three to four goals for the entire year. Because back to that box, if I give myself this room a box, I'm only going to do three or four things that year. But if I shorten it down, and I'm going to put this on my website, actually, I just created this 12-week plan. Beautiful. And I can create, uh, it has my goals in there. Why do I want to accomplish this? Um, what, will it, what will it do for me to accomplish these things? And then each one has an action plan. How am I going to get this done? When am I going to get it done by? Beautiful. And so, again, the premise of that is shorten the box <laughs> and uh, get the work done. And now if I work this plan, I'll have anywhere from, you know, nine to 12, you know, goals that I've accomplished over the course of 12 months versus the course of three or four in a, in a 12 month period, like most people do. So That's how it should be. the only thing I'll give is a, uh, a caveat to that. Not even a ca- maybe a caveat is the wrong word is I found that people do that. Some people do get to that point and kudos to you. Cause it's a very, it's a hard thing to get to. Once you can, you start moving through it. It becomes easy. You start killing it. One thing people don't grasp is that, that this is, you're now looking at how you're, you're going to be every day. It's a, it's a state mm. of being as a verb. Yes. And what few people grasp is that when you are being something, you're also becoming someone. So the, how you are being every day, your, your disposition, your joy, your habits you actually pick up, you're going to become someone. And this is where people get to the back end of their day and or their life sometimes and go, who am I? Mm. Midlife crisis because they, they adopted all these habits and did all these things and they never took the time to think, if I do this and accomplish this, who am I? Yep. Genuinely, who am I with this book? Who am I with that car? Who am I with the house? Who am I with the relationship? Who am I with that business? If I'm going to do these things and get up in the morning and I'm going to eat this kind of food and I'm going to work at this kind of way and I'm going to do this kind of career and I'm being the person doing those, at some point, you'll be met with the fact that you have become somebody. So before you do any of that kind of stuff, I'm really big on like when my clients work through similar processes, who are you going to become? We, we do a whole process of four weeks before we even get to planning of, we need to figure out five years from now, who will you be? Mm. And that way, when we're, when we're clear on that, now we can start like addressing what we start planning to put in. Does this align with who you want to be? Not what you want to do or what you want to have, what do you want to be? Now that we're clear on who you want to be, now let's talk about what you want to do yeah. and we can yeah. add those things later. It's that whole be, do, have, right? Process. Yeah. But it's woven in a different way for me where I'm like, man, the thing that scares me is so many people I've talked to, executive clients that work at massive organizations that are like, I don't know who I am anymore, man. It's like, well, what did you do? Well, I just, I did this because the boss said this yeah. and he said, do. so I started being this person doing these things. And now it's like, it's who I am. I don't love me. Okay, cool. Let's adjust that. Go back to the beginning. What do you want to be first? Yeah, man, I love that. And listeners, if you didn't catch all that, um, Anthony just did a beautiful shift, right? <laughs> he shifted us back to identity. And I say that all the time is like, am I showing up in the world? How am I showing up in the world? Am I showing up the person that I want to be or become, right? And so, I, dude, I, there's times I, uh, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm human and I have, you know, maybe flip off, you know, with my wife or say something to, you know, that's off. And I go back and I go, you know what, babe, I'm, I apologize. That is not who I am. That is not who I want to become. And so I apologize. I slipped into old self, mm-hmm. not into new self and the person that I want to become and the person that I am. Yeah, and so- 
yesterday. What's that? <laughs> I did that yesterday. My wife and my, yeah. my daughter we got going on. I did, did that just yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So it's and it's and it's it. The, the point that I'm making here is though we have to know who we want to become. To your point, mm-hmm. right? And uh, if we don't, um, we just kind of get caught up in that. Um, if we don't, we just get caught up in doing the work and not yeah. really becoming. And, yeah. and so you thank you. Process. Yeah, you're welcome. The process has no joy. Also, because yeah. what I found is is we unintentionally will get to the certain points and what we're doing when we create these plans is we're adopting the world scale of great and never making mm. it. And so what happens when I make this this world's scale of great, well, now I'm now basing my joy and the energy that will drive me off <laughs> whether or not I'm accepted by the world, right? So if I'm yeah. doing things, what happens, I, I may accomplish all the stuff on this docket that, that said I was supposed to do it, this little 12-week plan. And then I get to the back end and I sort to the world and the world says, yeah, but you didn't do this. Mm. And now you're like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, I feel bad, right? I've had this happen to me. I'm like, but I got this. Yeah, but you didn't do this. Like, oh, right. I was like, damn it, I'm tired of the world driving my, my internal feelings. So what I started doing was adjusting like, I'm going to make my own scale. I got my own scale of what'll make me happy and I'm going to do my thing. So like I'm in season of dad right now. I'm a dad, dude, first priority. Yeah. I'm not traveling much. I'm here. I'm dad. I'm coaching all that kind of stuff. The business is there, but I'm season of dad. So when, when I do things and people say, yeah, but shouldn't you be doing duh, 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 I'm like, you know what? On your book, maybe let me check my scale. Now, nah, yeah. mine says I'm doing just fine, right? And then you're able to be much cleaner and better. So good. So good. Wow, man. So much great stuff here today. Um, and thank you so much for just dropping your wisdom, honest and, and experiences. Um, I definitely am going to have to check out that planner of yours. Um, yeah, and, man. Uh, the GPS planner.com. Yeah, yeah. Definitely have to check that out. Listeners, um, go to GPS planner.com. Check that out. Go to shift uh, starterdaily.com. Check out Anthony's uh, podcast every single day, eight minutes. Man, I love the dedication on that, by the way. I love that. Consistency, and, uh, man. It's what I do. I live what I preach. Yeah, yeah, man. That is such good stuff. And listeners, uh, definitely tune in. Go back, listen, uh, take notes if you didn't take notes. Rewind, go back. And, and he, he gave us some frameworks. Go back, write these things out. Do these things, you know, get some clarity. Find out what your plan is. Draft a plan. Reach out to myself. Reach out to Anthony. Um, let us help you um, in the coming years ahead. And specifically, I think going into 2021, getting momentum into 2021 is going to be huge. Um, so, Anthony, man, any parting words that you would love to uh, leave the listeners before we jump off here? Um, yeah, man. I, I think the biggest thing is, is people are like, what do I do from this moment here? And I would say the, the most important thing you can do is, uh, is step out and, and chase your passions to find your purpose, man. That's, that's really what it boils down. It's got to be an energy to do this stuff in the first place. And what I recommend people do is you find out what you're passionate about now. People want to wait to know if it's the right thing and if it's the purpose for my life. And I'm telling you that you don't get lucky enough to just have it land in your lap. You got to go and chase a passion to end up at a bunch of different forks. You go down this passion road, you can remember the fork in the road. You can choose a path. I'll go down this one and this one. And eventually what you do is you keep chasing these passionate directions. And all of a sudden you land yourself in this pothole of purpose. You step into it like, oh, wow, this is why I'm here. And when you're able to go down and chase your passions against what feels good, but with a plan that doesn't make sense and does make sense, executing when it feels weird and staying consistent, when it feels crazy to stay consistent, that's that's what will give you the gift of finding your purpose. Mm, so good. So good. Thank you so much, brother. And uh, I'll say this, go Ducks. Go Ducks, uh, my man. Yeah, yeah my, my wife, we, we lived in Portland for many years and followed the Ducks. I'm We now live in South Carolina where I grew up. Uh, so go Tigers. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I got to throw that in there. All love. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, thank you so much again for, uh, for tuning in, listeners. And thank you, Anthony, man, for coming on here uh, to the Inspired Way podcast, brother. Hey, very welcome. And thanks for having me. 
Hey, my friends, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. If you did, do me a huge favor and head on over to iTunes. Leave me a rating and review. That will definitely help us get this message out to more people. Also, if you haven't done so already, let's connect. You can connect with me on my website, timdouglasinspires.com, and or on the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Let me know that you listened to the podcast and that's how you found me. Lastly, stay tuned for more to come. And I definitely want to thank you again for subscribing, for sharing this with your friends, leaving a review, all that good fun stuff. So until next time, go out there, face your storms, make your difference in the world, and we'll see you next time on the Inspired Way podcast. Thank you.